0: just staring from across the room I, you've got to strut your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now nah, you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that will make
1: them smooth and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me coming soon to a theater nearing you it's the equalizers a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film my name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones: The Great and Powerful. Madison Jones, are you in good form?
0: Uh, Mike.
1: Yeah. I I, I did a bad. Yeah, I, it is weird because we we've done this already, right? Yeah, I, I did saw a, the calendar.
0: I did. I did a bad. Um,
1: we did a bad no i no, I, we did a bad i'm not i'm not I'm We're not in letting this you, together. I'm not letting you fall on no, this grenade you, for me you when i when I fucked the bed on into the woods too, you stood with me, so i'm with you we we did a bad okay, we did a bad We're hold hands over the grenade
0: <laughs> Frequent. <laughs> uh I think we'll both die at that point <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's um, the, that's the idea <laughs> uh frequels um there's been a bit of an audio mistake, and when I say audio mistake, I mean I fucking deleted my audio from the original Oz, the Great and Powerful sequel that we did. Um, while I was trying to keep tidy, keeping my files and folders tidy, um, like like Mike tells me every single day, um, like mm-hmm. keep 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 those folders tight and tight and tidy. Yeah,
1: you got to do your laptop ke- kegels every week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I accidentally deleted my audio. Still had mics which i could i i I could have posted but that's probably not a good idea (laughs) but um to be completely transparent we are recording this two days before it is to go live on the
1: saturday
0: (laughs) on on the saturday that uh joe biden has won the election as well after a very long stressful election week to this just to be said we're both drinking right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna yeah, we're going to have a boozy episode where we, we – and Madison and I have talked and I want to make sure that we this is the agreement. We're just going to start over. We're going to throw out the original idea. There may be some – there's some gems in there that I want to maybe keep. But the idea was either to flesh out that idea some more or to throw it away and start again. And I think we've agreed we're going to just pitch – pitch in the throwing away sense the idea so we can pitch in the movie sense yeah. a new idea
0: and it's for a few reasons but the main one is that i don't remember what we did <laughs> i don't remember a single thing so about what we did over, for the original movie for the original over design. about it
1: over about 90 minutes we came up with an idea in which um oz james franco's character begins building an automaton to help take some of the load yes. off of being the wizard um, yes. He begins to rely a little bit more heavily on that automaton to do the job. At some point, the Zach Braff monkey character is kidnapped by the witches and they send a spy in. Um, they discover this is a spy. So Glinda and Oz go to rescue Zach Braff's monkey, at which point, the other monkey has implanted some kind of magical gem in Buddy, the automaton, who starts giving very bad advice to undermine confidence mm-hmm. in the wizard. They come back and fight and. Uh, the rachel vice which had used this opportunity to actually sneak into the vault of the emerald city to steal the ruby slippers so that she could get her magic back yes that is the nuts and bolts of the pitch that we kind of found our way into very haphazardly over about 90 minutes
0: yeah i I remember this now because you kind of it's kind of with the buddy automaton it's kind of the plot of the santa claus 2 <laughs> with the fake, yes. with the we talked six. heavily about the Santa Claus in that episode as <laughs> yeah. well. yes yeah, and we also accidentally did another puppet king <laughs> yes. idea right after we did the Three Musketeers somehow.
1: Uh, so unfortunately, you're not going to be hearing the pitch for Oz the Great and Powerful mechanical man. Yeah, we're going to be doing an entirely new idea. Yeah, um, to that effect, I don't have any tomatoes this week. I had one. It really wasn't very funny as it turned yeah. out. We didn't get a whole lot of, of yeah. use out of it. So
0: you're, you're really you're really missing out for equals like in the original episode. I had this great intro with this foghorn leghorn southern lawyer bit that was so I, great. You
1: introduced the idea in podcast law. That every podcast case, there are two judges, one of whom is also the prosecutor. Yeah. And the other judge who is not the prosecutor is the one who decides the case, but can be overruled by the prosecuting judge.
0: I'm not the one who made the podcast law rule. That's true. It that was, was laid the- down by
1: Mark Maron in the year 1776. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> in that great case, uh, McElroy versus Hodgman. Uh- <laughs>
1: yeah, of course. Uh, the only precedent in podcasting law.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So Gods.
1: this one's going to be a little loosey-goosey. The edit might be a
0: little loosey-goosey too because I'm putting it together in two days. But we'll we'll I'll, we'll try to do a good.
1: I brought the fixins for whiskey and coke in here with me in case I need a top up. And I knocked the diet coke bottle over, and I just wanted to pick it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking, Mike?
1: Oh, uh, whiskey and coke. My go-to. My classic.
0: I'm a. Uh, I'm doing a a gin raspberry uh,
1: ginger drink
0: that I huh. shook in a martini thing. It's pretty a martini good. Martini
1: thing. Yeah, you a mar- know, you know mar- martini thing. I think we need to do boozy episodes more often, and then we just talk about liquor for a while, and not the movie. I do want to talk about Oz the Great and Powerful as part of this episode. Do you want to discuss the movie that we actually watched that exists?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's let's talk about it a little bit. It's you could miss it like you don't need to go and watch this movie i don't think it's like a, a necessary no. um in your lifetime at all the things i remember that i liked from this movie was the very beginning them starting in standard definition and being black and white i thought that was really yes. great that's really cool the witch battle between um, michelle williams and uh rachel wise at the end uh, i thought that was great
1: I, there's one thing I liked, and I talked about this in the last, in the, the lost recording with the CGI backgrounds that look very unreal, kind of in the way the original Wizard of Oz backgrounds looked extremely unreal because they were like paper mache and practical. Um, hmm. Sam Raimi. So let me, Sam Raimi did I think on purpose this was a cognizant choice because like I've I recently had rewatched uh, or seen for the first time rather drag me to hell mm-hmm. which he had made like three years previously yeah. The CGI looks pretty good there I mean it's a little over the top in some places again on purpose but a lot of the CGI looks good in that movie so like he knows how to do good CGI this was very much like paintings like beautiful CGI 3D paintings but I think that that was meant to be kind of an homage to how unreal the backgrounds and the setting was in the original movie.
0: Yeah, Drag Me to Hell, on the other hand, I would recommend as a must-watch, personally.
1: But I disagree, but that's fine. At least skip the part where the the woman tries to bite her lower jaw off with oh all her teeth. I I'm haunted by that scene to this day.
0: I'm trying to think of anything else that I liked about this movie. I, I the twist got me. I remember that the twist did get me a little bit. Um, where. Yeah. The witch that they were hunting down was actually Glenda, the good witch.
1: Yeah, I liked that a lot.
0: And then it turns on its head that Mila Kunis and Rachel Weiss are the evil witches, the two sisters. Which I, I probably could have put together, mainly because I knew that Mila Kunis's character was the evil, the wicked witch. I did as well. Um,
1: I knew that one of them was the wicked witch. and I knew Mila Kunis turned, but like... I just I, I I was I was also surprised and I also enjoyed that twist there was a part of me that was like I know both of these two are gonna be bad like I can just feel the vibe that both of these two are gonna end up being wicked whether one of them like turns because of betrayal or something like that but I, I never never put together oh actually the, he, they're hunting the a good witch like mm-hmm. yeah that's really well done
0: Oh and also I love the scene at the very end when James Franco gave all of his friends and closest allies the circus trash yeah and made it seem like it's really endearing for some reason and it's just well
1: yeah it is very it's supposed to be endearing because it's a reference to the gift giving scene at the end of the wizard of oz Mm -hmm. but at this point he doesn't have like all of the really cool treasures that he gives away or like cool looking treasures it is very much like what kind of shit do i have in my pockets yeah yeah. He basically gives the China doll the permission to think of them as family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember in our original episode that I compared that to uh, the part in Beauty and the Beast where the Beast gives Belle access to the library that already existed. Like, it's like, yeah. it's not a gift. It's just like you unlocked a room, dude, that you were keeping away and, from me.
1: And it's also like a found family narrative of like, she doesn't need your permission to think of you as a family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Like you basically just gave her nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. James Franco does a really good job at being a shitty white dude yeah. in this world yeah. of and taking a lot of credit for the things that uh, these women and minorities.
1: I don't, I just didn't really. It was it was a fine movie. It was unremarkable. It mm-hmm. was a guy who's kind of a shitty dude learning to give a shit and then use all of his shitty dude tricks to be like to help people, yeah. which is fine. But I've seen it a hundred times.
0: Yeah, and it's sort of that like prequel sequel thing because there's, there's a number of mo- films that have come out that are like prequels to old movies or something mm-hmm. or, or continuation like 20 years later, like this Blade Runner and like um, I the mean, new. The
1: sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Yeah,
0: the uh, Nurse Ratchet thing that's going on right now. And mm-hmm. what is the matter with this particular one? I think it that lacks the heart of the Wizard of Oz story is that the Wizard of Oz is a musical and Mm -hmm. it just and they attempted to do a little bit of music in this but I don't know to me the Wizard of Oz universe and like a movie doesn't exist well without the musical like elements to it
1: I think the author Frank L. Baum might have some words for you.
0: Yeah, but it's trying to be the sequel to the movie or a prequel to, to a prequel. the to the Judy Garland movie,
1: right? Right. I yeah, I just I think it has a similar problem or not problem. It has a similar vibe of the Star Wars prequels, where it is building darkness mm-hmm. with the rise of Palpatine, the emperor and all of that, and the empire taking power. This has a similar vibe of like, we're getting into some dark shit here. Like stuff's going to be bad for a while. And here's like a champion to fight them and make sure and everything. And like, we're going to set up for wizard of Oz, but like the wizard of Oz, while it had its dark moments was fairly lighthearted and like a family adventure. And this was not necessarily not family friendly, but this was like that, this, the darkening horizon of war, and this guy shows up to like become the new champion of good and the light or whatever, and it just didn't vibe well with the original. Visually, it was great. They got the very like, the dreamlike qualities, great. Um, the bubble scene was really cool. Mm. I thought it looked neat. Like there was some cool stuff in it. It just didn't quite like match the vibe of it but that's because they're trying to go for a darker prequel. Like, oh yeah, everything's gonna, like, because when we get to Wizard of Oz, it's like everything kind of sucks in Wizard of Oz. So it's like, we got to set that up. So we're just watching the Wizard of Oz, but instead of things getting better, things just kind of generally stay bad or get worse.
0: Yeah. I I will give the movie credit as far as like existing within the world of Wizard of Oz. And this might get pretty, maybe abstract. And please tell me if I'm not, this doesn't make sense, but they do a good job of, setting up familiar things that already exist in the mm-hmm. wizard of oz world like the scarecrows mm-hmm. the munchkins the um yellow brick road the emerald city like everything i where to compare to uh the force awakens for example um they added a lot of new like races and characters and people that like it's like okay this is expanding the world it's you you're adding too much you should just like, use the things that already exist right. to keep the keep the franchise canon like type sure right
1: i i would say maybe the star wars is a bad example for comparison because there's so many very like every star wars movie introduces new races Mm -hmm. and things I, i take your meaning though of of i i did point out to jackson there were times where there was like one or two um references where they really kind of like took both hands or one hand on both sides of your head and made you look at this reference. Like the poppy fields was one, but like the idea of their, they, um, to trick the monkeys into flying into the poppy fields to fall asleep. They had scarecrows on carts, Mm -hmm. which like is, that's a kind of subtle reference to scarecrows. There's a bit where they're in the woods and they're attacked by a lion. That's a good, that's a good use of references. It's kind of subtle. It's, it's, it's blatant, but not, they're not like pointing, like, see what we did there. It's just like, hey, oh, they get attacked by a lion. And also lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Like that, yeah. it tracks on a few levels. And they're not like kind of rubbing your nose and how good their reference is.
0: And I'm assuming the lion reference was, oh, that's the lion, right? Like that's kind <sighs> yeah, of- Yeah, or something like that, yeah. I, I would assume so. Like the scarecrows aren't alive. We can delve into that. Um, in our last episode, I did create like a- an origin for
1: that ham fisted into the plot is more you had them put the skeleton of the automaton that they decommissioned into a scarecrow and that explains how the scarecrow can walk and talk
0: he's the only scarecrow that is alive in the whole universe that's the only
1: whatever whatever Um, i mean i did a much better job of finessing the tin man into existence
0: where he was
1: tasked with going to the woods
0: to chop down the evil apple trees and then they, yeah. but they cut off the oil supply or something like that
1: it was that the the they had 10 men like t i n 10 men who were cutting down like who were fighting back and cutting down the the trees that were attacking people but because a buddy was giving bad advice he had basically told them oh no we don't need to worry about that anymore stop supplying them with oil and he froze up and rusted and sure. like what a oh just masterful in yeah. in conception yeah, so much so much better so yes. much better Sorry. than
0: my, my automaton skeleton in the scarecrow. Mean,
1: yeah. I don't know if you heard what you just said, but you pretty <laughs> much proved my point for me. <laughs> Alright, so let's go ahead and jump into um the new adventures of the, the Oz the Great and Powerful. Our time starts now.
0: So because we're so uh seem to want to really get into the origin of the Scarecrow tin man and lion
1: i really don't we just managed to work in those references it
0: seems like we did we do um i
1: don't i really don't though
0: yeah what what do you think the setup should be for the in-between movie then
1: so i like the idea of one the witches trying to get the ruby slippers or Mm -hmm. we had a plan it was um Mila Kunis' character is attempting to get power, basically, take the Emerald City. The whole time, Rachel Weiss's character was running her own con of, oh, I don't care about that, I'm just here to get the ruby slippers. I like that idea going forward. Uh, That way we can tie the ruby slippers in we can get them into play We also had a whole thing where Oz learned this lesson of like no, I can't trust this responsibility to somebody else Like I can't leave the emerald city anymore because I have to stay here and do this Mm -hmm. And then we did like a montage at the end of as the year's passing and then it ends with a door opening We see a shaft of light and it's the outline of Dorothy the scarecrow the tin man Mm -hmm. and the lion I liked that as well uh, so I think something to do with the slippers, and then also ending with the with Oz realizing that Glinda can go out in the world and be an emissary and all this, a delegate. He's this is his thing. This is his job now. Yeah. Um, those I'm interested in. But... I I like that the
0: focus on the slippers in particular mm-hmm. as the thing of the movie. I think that is a good idea because I thought that was something that was completely missed. In the um, Oz the Great and Powerful because they Mm -hmm. don't even bring him up but suddenly some for some reason she has them by Wizard of Oz time like so the gambit for the ruby slippers, which is a war that Oz has to lose, right if he has them initially. Um, Right.
1: And maybe that can be a MacGuffin. They can go on an adventure like everybody's racing to find the ruby slippers. Yeah, yeah, that could be a thing. We don't have to keep the fact that they're in the vault of the Emerald City. I like the idea of Mila Kunis and Rachel Vice are doing a thing that Mila Kunis believes they have the same purpose. Rachel Vice is actually doing her own game. Off to the side so she's stringing Mila Kunis Along so that Mila Kunis will help her But when we get to the end game and it's like How we have did it it's like oh no I never this was Never my plan I'm here for the slippers Go fuck it or whatever yeah. so then we have some Tension there um, but it doesn't have To be in the vault of the Emerald City that's Just what we how we worked it in last time
0: I think building like a betrayal Or like sort of a Different ideal different mm-hmm. Held ideals from the two sister Witches is a really good play because even in Oz and the Great and Powerful, like once Mila Kunis, Theodora went wicked, even Rachel Weiss was like, shit, you're like going a little too far here. Because it seems like uh, Rachel Weisz, which was more about not chaos, but like control, right? Like she seemed like a very um, yeah. center right Leader if <laughs> to not get too, I, too On the nose with, I, uh, I would
1: almost use the phrase cruel but Fair cruel but
0: fair yeah Sure and then like um, attracted To power wanted the power But didn't want to kill Everybody right you know and then,
1: Yeah Mila Kunis was just like chaotic Cruel yeah like after, after she, she like, turned wicked yeah Rachel Weiss Was like I'm going to rule with an iron fist But like there are limits That even I'm like okay that's I if I Do this and they'll revolt like nila kunis is like no i'll I'll fucking kill everybody if i want to
0: i like that so maybe the ruby slippers are something that are out in the world and they're a thing of legend
1: how do you think like so it's like a
0: quest yeah i'm fine with that the sister witches versus oz and and glenda
1: (laughs) team oz do we want to forgo the automaton buddy running the show and it's the the um china doll girl and zach braff And like the tinkerer from the first one are trying to keep up the ruse that he's still there. I think that's good. That gives them something to do and we don't have to include them necessarily in the adventure. They're doing their own job and then we don't have to introduce a whole new automaton character.
0: And they're doing like the best they can, but it's ultimately a bad job, right? Yes. So I think that's where we get like the lesson of Oz in the end where he's like, oh, I, this is my job. I have to stay here. I can't, um, I can't Mm. leave this realm and leave people hanging
1: and we had talked about the idea of the oz and glinda story being this kind of romantic adventure where they're like out and about and they're Mm -hmm. making flirty eyes at each other and kissing in fields or whatever and i feel like if they have the gang in tow that doesn't work as well because i like this if we're going to build to the ending of I can't leave this room again. Like I can't leave the palace again. The idea of the entire adventure of them, like having this really cool romantic adventure ending with, Oh, I can't ever do that again. Mm -hmm. Like is much more bittersweet.
0: Yeah. I think maybe in the beginning we see like a scene of them trying to have a private moment and they're, they're like making out or something. And then like Zach Braff monkey's just watching, (laughs) Just
1: (laughs) just jerking it,
0: just jerking it, like, um drink up drink up. What's um Nuck Nuck um Yeah, actually he, good pull. Yeah, Nuck is maybe more like there's no time for this like 40 uh 40 stuff. Like you you need to get on like you need to like serve the people. Like you're a leader. You don't have time to personal romances. Like this is a full-time job like 60 hours a week, you know? Like I think Nuck thinks he can do a better job as the wizard than James Franco can. Uh, Oz can. So there's a little bit of that. So I think he jumps at the chance of like, along with uh, Monkey Monkey Braff and... The China doll. China yeah. doll. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're gonna do a better job than Oz ever could and then we won't need him anymore or something like that. Um, no,
1: I think that's a good call. Like, Nuck jumps at the chance to do to be Oz. And I think that before we had it being this like, the, the realm is thrown into chaos. Mm-hmm. Like, actual turmoil. I think this is like whenever we cut back, it's like Funnier misunderstandings. Yeah. Like, oh, you said that I could cut down that hedge and it was on his property. Wait, you didn't tell me it was on his property? Well, you didn't ask. Like, it's just like dumb misunderstandings (laughs) like that. It's not like realm ending decisions.
0: You didn't tell me it was on his property. (laughs) I just imagine the big head being befuddled.
1: Like, (laughs) just like,
0: oh, this isn't the information I had to begin with. That's not fair. That's not fair.
1: No, you shut up. No view, no view. But yeah, no. I think that that works, and that way, then it's not as dire. But it's still like they come back, and there's like the line for the wizards out the door, and everybody's fucking pissed. Mm -hmm. And that's then where he's like, okay, well, no, like I just I, and then maybe something happens in the adventure. Let's get let's talk about the adventure. Yeah, they're going for. Where are the ruby slippers? Is it like um oh it's a cave that can only be accessed once every thousand years or is it a w- another wizard or witch who has them and has died and now it's whoever can get to them first get like what's the D quest to get these slippers
0: it's got to be some place that is not frequently traversed for some reason
1: maybe it's the edge of the
0: world or something like Ooh, that um, i like that idea a lot yeah and maybe like the legend is that um there was uh, a witch who decided that she wanted to leave Oz. Um, well, I guess the world's not called Oz, is it? Or is it called Oz?
1: I, I mean, yes and no. Because yeah. they don't say that in the this movie. They call it Oz in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. They could rename it after him. I mean. Yeah, sure. Prequels, we're going to apologize right now there's going to be some weird audio the the street outside madison's apartment is having a hot shit party about the election results yeah we're we we've stopped and started to try to get around it but at this point you're going to hear some traffic noise and we apologize i like the idea that this is at the edge of the world though yeah so um, so the legend
0: cool. so the legend that i'm going to build is that there was a witch who had these slippers who decided that they wanted to leave oz and they found the portal to leave but They had to leave all magic behind. The shoes are magical, so once they left, the shoes were left behind with them.
1: What if these, the shoes, can grant a witch magic? Like, anyone who wears them is granted magic. Yeah. That's why Rachel Vice wants them. Yeah. But they are the only means, supposedly, of leaving Oz. Yeah. That explains then why Dorothy can use them. Mm Mm-hmm to get away to leave in the first movie
0: yeah that's perfect that fits within like the
1: the lore yeah. too to steal a DD thing like you always like to do it is a magical item that grants you magic but also one specific it's like the shoes of teleportation the ruby slippers i, I don't think we need to give him a fancy name like yeah that. yeah sure i think it's just the ruby slippers now i think maybe we find oz maybe find something or capture some essence that explains how his hot air balloon can escape oz at the end of the first movie but that's more of just like a very small footnote for bookkeeping purposes sure sure his balloon becomes infused with that energy yeah as he like at some point during an action scene he actually flies over the edge of the world and circles back and it's like oh your balloon is infused with the energy if you ever wanted to you could leave oz yeah and maybe that's a thing like maybe he's gonna he's like come with me like or something like that and then they get back to the emerald city and he's like oh no i can't leave
0: I think that's a tension thing at the end. Oz has the choice to go back home if he wants to, but Mm -hmm. he would be leaving this world behind. This world that he, won, led a revolution for and decided to take the helm.
1: Championed one battle of a revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
0: was placed as the leader, something that like, I don't think he necessarily ever said that he wanted to do, Um, just kind of he got stuck doing by the end of the movie. There was no want from him after he entered Oz to ever want to get home, as far as I could remember. Right. But maybe in this movie, his wants to go home is more prevalent because of the pressures of leading.
1: I mean, yeah, he could take a bag full of gold from the vault, get his balloon, and he'd never have to work again. Yeah. back home and there wouldn't be the pressures of the job yeah but so i think we need at some point we would need to show that like him being in charge has actually made things better for that to work yeah uh maybe here at the edge of the world he gets the vision of like if you leave this is what will happen and it's like the witches win yeah or something like that
0: um and maybe it's something that's that what, um theodora Milakunas, uh mm-hmm. which maybe that's something that she shows him And it's like, if you leave now, you'll be very successful. This is what your life will be like in Back on Earth. And it's like, he has a great magic show. He's doing like all, he's very successful.
1: He upgraded to Donald Faison as his assistant. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about briefly some of the adventure to the edge of the world. Or is this going to be, are we going to do a more restrained film where they get there? Like they basically converge at this temple or something at the edge of the world and they kind of like hang out there trying to figure out who gets the slippers or is it like the slippers will choose somebody or something like that is
0: i i don't think the slippers are like sentient like that necessarily they're they're true neutral i think right you know to use another d
1: although d, d, d term. they did they did jump to dorothy after the witch died
0: the rules of the slippers at least in the wizard of oz like dorothy killed the witch accidentally Mm -hmm. but inherited the slippers so maybe they are going to go fight something and maybe that's not what they think is going to happen like maybe there's like oh the slippers are somewhere on the edge of the world but they find out that there's like another witch or something wearing the shoes Mm -hmm. and they have to defeat it and i'm fine with
1: another witch who's like you know what i'm ready to die now
0: or like maybe a guardian or something like
1: that Mm -hmm. um uh, like, a single wish or something. Like, the Heimdall of the Oz universe. So, what is, like, the... What is the... so? Okay, so my question, I guess, now is still, is this a movie in which they have to get... I, I feel like they get to the end of the world quickly, which sounds dumb, but, like, we show them getting there quickly, and the adventure is, one, what happens there, two the fact that we know rachel vice wins and gets them and she can teleport her and her sister immediately anywhere Mm -hmm. so now oz and glenda have to race back to the emerald city but at like a severe like they're severely behind because the other two can get there like that they have to fly back in a fucking hot air balloon or bubbles or whatever
0: yeah and i think that's good and we're getting into like wand lore esque again (laughs) um with like who was the last person who killed with this wand right. or whatever. I think there's kind of like a 2v1v2 a battle at the end between the witch. So it's like Glenda and Oz yeah. versus this, the Slipper Witch or whatever. We okay. Want to call yeah, her. that's her Slipper Witch. And then it's Mila Kunis and Rachel Weiss versus this, the Slipper Witch as well. They're both trying to get, not only kill her, but also get the final shot off, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's a rough battle, and I think that they, I think that eventually, like, Oz and Glinda do the most damage and get it to, like, to the precipice. But it's Rachel Vice who gets the final shot off, and then she has the slippers. They try to charge her, and then she clicks them three times and teleports her and uh,
1: Theodora away. The Slipper Witch played here by Dame Helen Mirren. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The Slipper Witch played by Neil Flynn. Okay, so then... Is there some kind of gauntlet to be run for them to get back to Oz? Like, now that the witches can go anywhere, have they set up some traps along the way? Or do they just come back and immediately start, like, an assault? Um,
0: And now
1: it's just them desperately trying to get back in time to save the day. Because we still need to kind of show Oz is the only, like... We need Oz to understand that he is really the only one who can do it, and he basically needs to just not leave the Emerald City ever again.
0: Well, I think, like this edge of the world thing he could go home maybe that's like his secret mission is to go home right Hmm. um it's something that he's considering the entire movie um and he has the chance maybe they do defeat the witch and maybe he does have the slippers and then he decides to throw them away because it would mean leaving glenda behind because she doesn't want to go
1: and then they take them
0: because the sister witches could just travel anywhere at that point like immediately right yeah that's
1: that's the click of a heel. I like the idea of um, the Slipper Witch, as she's dying, basically telling Oz, like, you'll see those slippers again, and that's when you'll be free, or something like that. Mm. And that gives him the idea, because that's when Dorothy shows up, and then he's like, oh, I can, like, go home now. And maybe maybe the the Slippers are kind of a curse. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish your thought about the curse.
0: I was gonna say, like, the Slipper Witch, for so long, has been waiting for someone to kill her, but it had like... She's not going to die like, easily. Um, right. I think the power of the slippers is really great and will actually sustain the person that they're wear- that's wearing them.
1: Yeah. Like, the, the idea of elves where they won't die of natural causes, but they can still be killed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then she's kind of, like, finally.
1: So, I have an idea. Yeah. The witches disappear, and then we have a bit of them kind of fucking tearing shit up. And Nuck and the Braff Monkey and the China Doll Girl are trying to, like, hold Oz together. Mm-hmm or like the Emerald City together, pretending to be the wizard, and we have Oz and Glinda trapped at the end of the world, and they don't have a way to get back in time. And that's when Oz decides, like, they basically realize, if he can slingshot his balloon out over the edge of the road back, he can absorb magic, and his balloon can then tell maybe teleport, or something like that. Okay. Um, or he could escape Oz, they could catch a tornado and return to Oz. Like, there's some options there. That's but...
0: interesting. I like that.
1: So they like return to the real world and then they catch a tornado back to Oz. Yeah, it's like, how are we going to get there in time? There's a moment where we're not sure if he's going to actually fly into a tornado. Yeah.
0: Like there's and, a moment
1: of like he might actually just land the balloon and live here now.
0: Because he has the balloon the entire time, right? I'm guessing that's yeah. like the idea. Yeah. So he takes the balloon back to Earth. In as soon as they get there, he's storm hunting and mm-hmm. is looking for a tornado to take him back to Oz but closer to the Emerald City. I don't know how he would thread that needle, but...
1: No, I like that. I think... I don't know if, like... I Because he could escape Oz, I think we could also just make it that he could teleport them out of Oz to somewhere near it, one, a tornado that'll get them back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we need to have a scene of them trapped on Earth for, like, six months or whatever while he tries to hunt down a storm.
0: Oh, no. I think it's very Um, fast. Like, they enter Earth, and then he's immediately trying to find a tornado somewhere.
1: Um, We could do something really dumb here. And the idea is when he comes out, we it's black and white, and we see his balloon from the first movie fly into the tornado. And now they just have to live here on Earth for like, or they go in as well the same tornado. And now they have to just hide out in Oz for like a year until they catch up with the time period they just left. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, yeah, sure. I like that. And that's
1: maybe where Oz can kind of learn what's happening. One, he sees what's happening. Two, he gets more of like an appreciation of like his role as the great and powerful because he's living among the people in secret okay. he's like oh the, the powers of oz are great and he could like i have come i am oz from the future and you could never tell anyone that i was here or something like that like he does his whole chicanery bit and people keep his secret but he's living among them now and is actually realizing like the ramifications of his job and how important it actually is okay that he does I, it
0: i like this But we are dealing, like, a time travel element a little bit. Um, And? And I think we need to add a reason for it. Like, as far as, like, an explainable, like, how does he, how does the time travel work? Is it when he goes back to Earth, he's actually thrown
1: to the past,
0: like, right before he entered Oz? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like,
1: when he comes back, it's, like, magic time space whatever fuckery it like it accidentally kicked him out the moment he went in originally so he just flies into the same tornado and that's so he comes back and basically him in the first movie and now he and glinda in this movie appear in oz at the same time in that first movie where he crashes and he meets mila kunis except this james franco and glinda don't crash they (laughs) fly off a little bit away and they smuggle themselves into the emerald city or whatever and they just wait for they just live there for the year it takes for time to catch up with them.
0: How do they know that though? How do they know that that's what how it's going to go down? Once oh, they, they find get...
1: a newspaper in a trash can. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, how do they know when they're going back to earth to do the time travel bit that that is going to like in that moment does the does the slipper witch tell them or something like that like in with their dying breath
1: or I like... mean, I think the idea their their plan is to leave oz catch a tornado back into oz somewhere and then get to the emerald city i mm-hmm. kind of hope that works i think if they come out into the real into our world and james franco watches his own balloon fly into a tornado he's gonna pick up oh this is that okay. time so we'll just fly into that tornado and we'll have to wait a year but we'll actually we'll beat the witches to the emerald city by a year
0: this actually fits sort of within the lore of the original movie of like mm-hmm. time is standing because how how long was dorothy in oz in the wizard of oz i would say a couple days right or at like, least
1: like i'd say a week maybe
0: yeah so i think the time in oz goes faster than the time on earth so mm-hmm. really however long james franco oh, oz was in Oz, actually it is actually
1: yeah it's jumanji rules only
0: a few moments have gone by in in real uh, real earth so once he returns oh like this is right at right before or right after i took that balloon right
1: it's um it's jumanji rules you get when you, you go into oz when if you come back you come out at the same time you left so like alan Parrish went into jumanji in like the 60s or the 50s he came out like he came mm-hmm. out in the 90s or whatever when they finished the game he woke up and it, he was a little kid again in the '60s because they beat the game. Yeah, it's that kind of those kinds of rules. Like, hey, you come out, you came out the, when you right when you came in. So time, it's time fuckery. But yeah, sure. now the idea is like if you go back in, you're basically going to start the cycle over again. So they fly in the balloon and then they just hide out for a year, waiting for the witches to teleport themselves into the Emerald City to kill everybody. And they're like, surprise, we've been here the whole time planning.
0: That's good. I. Th- as long as we have explained it, I think that's great. I think that's, I think that yeah. works.
1: And we don't do some kind of camera trickery where they show up and then Oz is already there. Like, haha, we fooled you. And then yeah. we go back and show how it happened. I want to do this like real time because I think that's more satisfying.
0: Well, the idea that Glenda and Oz have to live in the world.
1: And they can't be heroes. They have to be nobodies for a year, like that whole year.
0: They have to hide out until it's time for them to return to Oz at that point. Because maybe once the Slipper Witch dies. Mm-hmm. Glinda has always had this like sort of power to like see. Like a lens into what's happening back in the Emerald City. As soon as Rachel Vice and Theodora go, go away. They see the destruction of the Emerald City. And like the war going on. It's like we're too mm-hmm. late. That's how they know that mm-hmm. they need to be back immediately. To to the emerald city once that they
1: uh once the witches once the rewriting time a little bit here Yeah, yeah, a little bit Okay, i'm fine with that. I yeah, I think that tracks like they show we just see oz like emerald city just get wrecked Mm -hmm. And so they they figure out this plan of like flying the balloon around the world Or off the edge of the world a little bit to get some magical energy And I think then at the end of the movie can be like looks like you've got a charge for one left if you want to go home He's like no I think I'll stay here Eventually I'll go home one day I'll go home
0: Well I think the witches like immediately Sort of create turmoil Within the entire The entire world right mm-hmm. Um, So there's a lot of stuff to fix So he stays around for a long time And then it, this sort of Constant battle between the witches And Oz and Glenda are, Is going on by the time we reach Wizard of Oz right And then they then they win right I, I, I don't know like Cause I think, cause there's got to be like some sort of battle once they eventually get back to the Emerald City. Um, yeah, that's what
1: I like. The, the, in this case, the witches show up in the Emerald City, and it's like Oz and Glinda are ready for them now. Yeah, and actually fight them, um, and everything's like everything's fine there. I we'd have to deal with the paradox then of that timelines Glinda <laughs> and Oz. Like so maybe, maybe there is some level of the destruction that we see that matches with what Glinda looks up in the mirror just to explain how there's no paradox. but mm. otherwise, we're gonna have all sorts of nerds adding us. And
0: yeah, I mean, we we did the tricky thing of adding time travel into this, this storyline, and we're gonna have to explain away a lot of things, I think. I think once they get back to the Emerald City, they have to have like a big battle, and they have to get the best of one of them. How soon before? Because this would be years before the Wizard of Oz, right?
1: Right. This is the idea. Is I mean, he's an old man, and mm-hmm. the Wizard of Oz. So though
0: I will, I, I we could float the idea that Rachel Vice casts a spell on him and makes him older.
1: We had talked about that as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, we ended up going with the idea of watching. Time pass as he's the wizard mm-hmm. um, for a mon- in a montage at the end as the option we to go with, but we could also have the witch age him up if that's what you're into. I don't know, like. I'm fine with there still being time between yeah the movies that way. Then if there's ever going to be a threequel of this one, then. There's some room for it because we talked about the idea of the witches fly away and you just see a house shoot out of the sky, collide with one of them mm-hmm. or whatever at the ending. But um, my my inclination is we just let it end and the, another day Dorothy will appear at another time. Okay. So that's my take and i think at the end there he's like no we see what ha- we saw what happened the last time i left like we had to we had to turn back time and hide out for a year yeah to defeat them like if i had been here something could have been done at least i
0: but. think i think seeing oz's destruction or the emerald city's mm-hmm. destruction and like the turmoil without him helping like helping mm-hmm. the world like is enough for him to be like oh fuck no i have to devote my life to this right and because he can't see his friend. I think maybe he, they even see, like, some of the friends, like, maybe they see the China China doll shattered. They see Nuck mm-hmm. dead. Um, They see, I don't know, like, Zach Braff monkey, like, imprisoned or something like that. Like Yeah, if it wanted to
1: be dark, there would be, like, uh somebody's got, like, a spit that they're roasting meat on, and it's just got a little Bell Boys hat on Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But no, like I said, like, I think we see, like... This is what'll happen. Like, I think the idea is that the Slipper Witch, who is dying at this point, mm-hmm. it says, like, this is what. This is what's going to happen. And there's, like, one chance to stop that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to require pain. It's kind of like the Dumbledore scene in Azkaban, where he's like, all right, gang, listen, just be quiet for two minutes. Here is a window that you should go to. This is what time it is. This is what time this is going to happen. Good luck. And then, like, yeah. a kind of similar thing of, like, there's a chance, if you were willing to go for it, and you'd have to wait a while, but you could stop this.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's why the slipper witch, and I, I, I'm really, I'm really into the slipper witch lore that like we're building here. <laughs> that uh, Hot slipper witch lore. That that, that thick slipper yeah. witch lore. Deep cuts.
1: Thicker witch. Ooh. You know what? Scrap the whole pitch. We're starting over with a thicker witch. Thicker witch lore.
0: Um, <laughs> but. Maybe, like, she tried to escape, but then she would realize the shoes would be, like, left behind. And then she's like, oh, I have to stay here and guard these shoes. Like, they're they're more of a burden than a gift, right? But only, like, if someone was pure of heart, then they may be able to control them or something like that. Sure. Um, spike, arrow through the window. Poof, into my collarbone. Dead. Yeah, so we should end the episode now with that.
1: So... <laughs> yep. So... Canonically, Madison Jones wants to kill Chris Evans. Yes, did we do it? I think we
0: did it. Do we think we wrapped it up a little bit?
1: I mean, yeah, like, um, well, like the episode that hasn't come out yet. Um, it does feel like this needs maybe a button, but I'm not sure what. Like, like the last one, we ended with the montage and we just saw Dorothy and all that. Like, and that was kind of meant to be the button. Um, I'm okay with this with, one if I'm okay
0: with copy and pasting that button. I think it still fits, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't know if we were wanting to leave the door open for a third Oz the Great and Powerful that everyone's clamoring for.
0: Honestly, like, the only thing that we would need to still establish would be Mm. the thing that you necessarily don't want to do is establish, like, the origin of the Scarecrow, I just don't think we need to. Like, there are
1: just things in this world that can be magical and spontaneous that we don't have to describe. I don't
0: don't think anything else needs to be established, then, unless we did a sequel
1: to The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Right. Right. So... Um then yeah I think we have the same button He kind of like we show him like Glinda leaves and it's a sad moment Because he's like I'm never leaving the Emerald City Again um and then He just walks back there and he kind of like looks out At the room and he shuts the curtain mm-hmm. And maybe we see this as like from above and, Like the full room we just see him shut the curtain And then like the sun and then The dark and then the sun and the dark dark like, windows And the room changes and eventually it looks exactly like The Wizard of Oz and we just see the door open The shaft of light the outlines of Dorothy Scarecrow tin man lion
0: i think it's good and that's i think i think there's also like a i think there's also a call for glenda where she feels like she needs to be more involved in the world and yeah exactly i i think that it's like oh i can't stay here in the castle i gotta go out there and like help people out there in the world yeah. um oz has to stay here right you know like it's mm-hmm. Because now there's like a a, a literal like full fledged war gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Now, right, like and it's, it's yeah. gonna be a constant power struggle between the sister witches and Oz. Right. So exactly,
1: and it's a thing that he has basically just realized. I this is a job that I have to do, and like we can we can have him lean into the idea of like it's my destiny, mm-hmm. or my destiny was to become the Wizard of Oz, which means no one else can do this job. Yeah. Like Nuck could fill in for a day. But, like, at that point, like, I could, if I needed, like, a break for a day, somebody else could do it. But, like, I can't, we can't go on adventures anymore. Like, I, my job is here. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm the Wizard of Oz. I'm not the wizard who gallivants around and fights evil with witches, whatever. I'm the Wizard of Oz.
0: Yeah, something, something I brought up in the Lost episode was that it's kind of, like, the end of the first Spider-Man Uh, Where he's walking away from uh, William Defoe's grave and it's just like I have this duty now I have to I this is my This is my charge like whether I like it Or not
1: and like I said After that in the last episode I'll repeat There is a scene where Glinda appears And she lowers upside down from The ceiling and she and James Franco start Smooching
0: yeah I think we did it
1: (laughs) I think we did it yeah I think think this this we did it
0: we did it Again and you know
1: what Probably a more fun movie.
0: I think we made a more fun movie. Like, yeah. I
1: like. We settled into the automaton pretty early and then didn't really know where to go from there. Yeah. And kind of made it work, but I think this one we settled into a more interesting angle. We discovered the idea of the ruby slippers after about 45 to 50 minutes. Yeah. And at that point it was like too late to go back. So I think the starting from there was the right call.
0: Having having the whole movie kind of focus on like the plot point of the ruby slippers is a good call, I think, because it just was completely absent from the Which is uh,
1: fine. We didn't need it in the first one. Yeah.
0: Well, no. What I was no. saying, it fills the need of that yeah. Oz the Great and Powerful left off, where they just don't mention it exactly. at all. When there's such a main part of the Wizard of Oz, yeah. I think we filled in that hole that
1: needed needed to be filled. Absolutely. Well, if we did it, let's credits on another episode of the Equalizers. Medicine Jones, tell the people where they can find us.
0: And people can find us on Podbean, Spotify iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers.
1: You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com, and our Instagram is the underscore equalizers. As always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z. Hmm. Sorry, I lost confidence halfway Z- through Z-E-R-S. Go ahead and finish. If you're going to do the
0: whole thing, go ahead and finish. Like in sequel.
1: Like cool. special thanks to the banana boys for our theme song to sub off their debut album, technicolor girl from outer space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching banana boys. And as always, that's spelled B O Y E S like an, Oh yes. Their full album is on all streaming services. Now. What?
0: I, I love that. You got really into it that time. Yeah. You, you got really into the, Oh yes. That time. I've
1: started it. stealing David Tennant's like, Oh yes. The way he says that sometimes. And that time I just really got into it. I wonder why. Uh, we'd love it if you would subscribe and review. Helps us bump up the charts. Gets a lot more listeners here in this. We get a lot more listeners in the seats. We get our episodes out to a lot more people. You can be responsible for helping someone here, Beetlejuice too.
0: <laughs> Honestly, my favorite episode that we've done more recently has been Pleasantville 2. It's friends this time. You should really yeah. give that one a listen. I think. We
1: did it that one was wild And it had no right to be as good as it was I've been I'll say I think we've made some Pretty club bangers the last few weeks I've been really Pleased yeah with me our too. with this, The second era here. hey you know what
0: we're pretty Good we're pretty great yeah. at this yeah. uh, You know you know how they say they talk about 10,000 hours I mean we probably maybe Have at least At least 80 hours right
1: as You're listening to this I believe it's 83 Hours of episodes out so We're making that we're chipping at that stone So Madison Next time, what are we doing?
0: Uh,
1: uh, 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 oh no! Oh challenge, no.
0: challenge, challenge! Yeah,
1: yeah, I've been waiting for this one for yeah. a long time. A long time.
0: You, 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 you know, Mike. Um, something that I've, I've, I've known about you for a long time, um, but something that has been very prevalent recently is that. I realize how much you love, 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 love The Andy Griffith Show. Mm-hmm. So, I am challenging you, Mike, to create a sequel to Return to Mayberry, the made-for-TV comedy movie. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> okay. Um, made in, like, it's like 15 years after the, mo- the show had ended. And the twist is that it has to have Some sort of supernatural element to
1: it. Oh no. I can't believe you've done this thing entirely opposite of my brand. Introducing supernatural elements to things that don't have them? How will I ever cope?
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. You misunderstand me. (laughs) It has to have a supernatural, like the show supernatural element to Return to Mayberry. Do you understand now? (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Cool
1: Wow All right Well then tune in next time For the Supernatural crossover that nobody Has asked for which I'll tell you what um, Good timing On this one Madison because as we're recording this, Supernatural just did an episode in which Destiel became canon, which is Dean Castiel slash Vic. So uh, you've issued this challenge at the exactly correct time uh, to catch that zeitgeist.
0: I've heard I've heard about this this thing that happened. I have no idea what it means, but hey. Okay.
1: Well, if you have any further questions, tune in next time. I will not answer them because that's already in the can, but... Turn in to listen to my very good sequel to Return to Mayfairy. Uh, so, for the equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike no.
0: Hey, that's but.
1: To be continued. First, take your favorite leg, and then you get up to your chest. Then you pump, you open, pump, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is. That's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two-step. Track. Come on, hands with me.